You're listening to episode 18 of the Creative Strings podcast. Today, we welcome Kev Marcus and Will Baptiste, the creators of Black Violin. Hello, and welcome to the Creative Strings podcast. I'm Christian Howes, violinist, educator, and music business entrepreneur. I hope these interviews will inspire you to be creative in your life, in your art, in your business, in every way. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to episode 16. I'm super excited about the opportunity to interview Kev Marcus and Will Baptiste, the creators of Black Violin. I had seen them on the Apollo 12 years ago and always remembered that. It was a really you know, special thing to witness. And they won Apollo. And, you know, I've sort of heard about them over the years and I've heard their music and I loved what they did and I've I've loved their vibe. But getting to hang out with them, I was really blown away because they have created a movement and they are changing perceptions every day and changing culture and bringing people together. They're giving back through education. It's just amazing. You, I think you'll be really impressed and hopefully really inspired like I was by this interview. So I'm excited to present it for you today, and thanks for listening. And I want to mention and thank our sponsors, Electric Violin Shop, which is, you know, what the name says, Electric Violin Shop. They've got everything electric strings, all things electric strings, and that includes pickups, electric instruments, effects pedals, you know, any kind of gear related to sound, related to amplifying. I mean, obviously, Black Violin, you know, they go on stage, they make a lot of sound. They've got drums, they've got a DJ, they've got beats, they've got, you know, this huge loud show. Well, you can't get loud on a string instrument unless you go electric. So Electric Violin Shop is going to be the place that you want to go to to solve that problem. And the great thing about them is if you go to electricviolinshop.com, They've got their phone number right there. They have amazing phone support. So whatever questions you have, give them a call and tell them I sent you. And if you go to electricviolinshop.com forward slash creative strings, you'll even get a, a special discount. We are also sponsored by my friends at Yamaha. For those of you that don't know, Yamaha makes violins, cellos, violas, along with all the other incredible stuff that they make from music to, to motorcycles. But they're not just a massive international conglomerate. They are a family. I think of them as my family. I've worked with them for 20 years. And Kev Marcus actually is a roster mate of mine as a fellow Yamaha performing artist. So Kev of Black Violin, I know uses Yamaha electric violin. So I wanna thank them for supporting us as well, Yamaha. Okay, let's get into this episode with Black Violin. Kev Marcus here uh, of Black Violin and his partner, Will Baptiste. Baptiste. Nice to meet you, sir. Christian House. Really honored to have a chance to, to meet with you guys last minute. Thanks so much for making time for me here. You know, I'm 
got a spot here in Asheville, and a friend of mine uh, in Asheville, I don't have many friends in Asheville, but one of them <laughs> sent me a note. He was like, you might want to check this out. I was like, oh, crap, it's, it's Black Violin. So I got on the phone right away. I was like, I got to get these guys on a podcast. We could have done it on Skype, but I just thought it would be more meaningful to, to see you you know, in person. So. So thanks for making time for me. And just coming here to the show already, I've seen that, like, how full service you are, like, putting on the meet and greets before the shows. Mm -hmm. If you guys anywhere, if you check blackviolin.net, right, Right. blackviolin.net, and look for their touring schedule, because um, if they're in your town, then probably they're going to have one of these meet and greets, and where the kids can come and meet up and see the soundtrack and shake hands. And that's really special. I mean, you guys do have this kind of educational mission, right? For sure. I mean, we just think about imagining when we were 15 years old and we're like, you know, um, if we were able to like see Black Violin as like young violinists, if we're able to actually like see Black Violin and see, uh, you know, the effects and the way that we approach the instrument, you know, I mean, what what kind of effect that would would that have had on us, you know? So we think about that, you know, and uh, to be able to allow kids to have that kind of opportunity and um, they can come and, you know, take, see, see us just kind of vibing, you know, we, we always say, come to soundcheck so we can, you can see us miss all the notes we're going to miss for the day because we're going <laughs> to play everything perfectly during the show, obviously. Um, you know, so they get to come and just see us vibe out in our element and just, you know, be free and then ask questions. Like, you know, today they were like, um, one of them was like, do you make a lot of money? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, not really, but I love it, <laughs> you know, so that does it. So, um, yeah, so it's cool. It's just a real cool vibe to be able to do something like that and always trying to give back at all times, you know, and so it's just definitely a cool thing. That's very hip. I mean, not only do the kids benefit from being able to meet a performing artist, especially somebody in the pop realm in the, you know, that's like, because you guys have like a pop star kind of vibe, for lack of a better word. I mean, you're, it's like you have real fans, like people that go crazy about your music. Like, I'm not used to that being a jazz musician. It's kind of like more like older audience and people like, uh, you know, polite clapping and, you know, it's more intellectual. But I mean, you guys, are like, people get excited about what you were doing and you've crossed over in a huge way. And I, I saw the show you did on the, on the Apollo, I think, I don't know, was that 10 years? When yeah, was that? 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Yeah, 12 years ago now. Wow. And and was that kind of like a, obviously it must have been a big breaking point for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's Apollo. Yeah. Know? So if they love you, I mean, the world will love you too. And that's kind of what we thought, you know, and, yeah. you know, that moment we didn't really knew we had something special. We kind of knew, but not really, because being from South Florida, it, it's reggaeton and, and Spanish music really, you know, so it's like, you know, this whole new you know, sound we didn't really know until Apollo and we want Apollo. It was like, oh snap, this is right. this is something special. People really like this. So, you know, that was kinda like validation for us. And from then we really just started running. You know what I'm saying? Mm. We we just you know, I remember just like I remember before Apollo, you know, I was working at this uh communication you know, answering phone calls and stuff and I just gave my two week notice and I was like, Hey <laughs> I don't know if I'm coming back, you know. But um it was one of those things that, you know, I felt like, you know, this is something, this is a sound. I mean, it's 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 a movement, right? I mean, it's more than just the violins and the show. It's just, it's, it's an overall movement, you know, with the kids. The kids look at us and they just, oh, my God. They, you know, they look at us and they think, man, they're doing, they're, they look like me. They I can relate to them. And they're doing something that's just different and something that I wouldn't think was possible. So, in turn, they, you know, hopefully they'll they'll kind of, you know, put that in into their lives, you know, wh- mm. whether it's music, whether it's whatever it is, basketball, right. literature, science, whatever it is, they can oh, do yeah. the same thing. And that's, 
That's I, ultimately that's what our mission and our goal is to just spread that 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 word and not just kids, adults alike. You know. So so to be role models and just to so, just to say who no matter who you are, if you're if you go for your passion, you can succeed doing that thing. Absolutely, breaking stereotypes. You know, one stage at a time. That's what we do, and you know, we don't necessarily look like violinists, you know, or violists. So, you know, but we feed on that. We 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 embrace it, and um, and then we hit you over the head with it. <laughs> you know, so you know, so we encourage the world to to do the same thing. Whether you're, you know, you're seventy, and everyone's like you're too old to do this or that, or whether you're, you know, ten years old, they're like, oh, you're too young. You don't know what you're talking about. You can't do this. You know, just breaking stereotypes you know and the violin it's always been perceived one way and we're breaking you know we're 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 showing that the violin can be more and that music can be more you know so two angles of approaching that question strike me and please i mean bear with me i mean i'm just trying to figure it out but i mean one thing is to say okay oh wow look it's african-americans playing the violin i mean that is like an anomaly right in a lot of towns Mm -hmm. Unless you're in Detroit or Chicago or New York City or, you know, I mean, other, I mean, grew up in, in Columbus, Ohio. I, there's, I mean, I could count on one hand the amount of black people that I saw playing the violin or the cello or the viola growing up. So that's one side of it. But the other side of it, I don't know, just to me is like, oh, wait, they're playing black music on the violin. That's, a, that's another angle, right? I mean, I'm sure you think about this in a deeper way than I do, and you live it in a deeper, obviously in a deeper way than I do. But but I'm very fascinated by it because I do see that, especially in the culture of education, music education, I believe is very segregated, as made evident by the fact of the small percentage of African-Americans playing uh, string instruments, but also the fact that violins are always associated with, you know, white music and not, you know, black music. So, um, and I love the fact that the name is Black Violin, because like you said, it puts it in your face. It's like, you know, this is what it is. You know, whether you think of that as like, you know, we're taking the violin and we're putting the black in that, or I don't know. I mean, could you say more about it? Because this is the thing that I think is really amazing. One of the amazing things about what you guys are doing. Well, the first thing, which is obviously the elephant in the room, is that, yes, we are black and play violins. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that is kind of one part of it. And I think because we came, like, we're not just black playing violins. Like, we're from the hood in Fort Lauderdale. We didn't start with lessons. I think I got my first lesson when I was a senior in high school. I've been wow. playing eight years already. And um, wow. we, we started in orchestra class in our middle school. We went to a magnet middle school that was a wow. performing arts center. And in sixth grade, I, every day, second period, I, I had, you know, I played, you know, Star Wars and, you know, Brandon Broken Channel number three and, you know, a shaker melody, just like everyone else. And in, instead of clarinet, I had violin, you know, and I got better at it. And, you know, then I went to high school and then we had a teacher um, and we met in high school, first day of orchestra class in my sophomore year his freshman year and we were both violists and I was first chair. He was second chair. It's true. It's true. Wow. It's true. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and uh, so we, in high school we met and, and in high school we had a teacher that just cared, you know, and he just mm. pushed us and he just said, mm. you know, if you keep, if you guys practice at this, you'll be able to change the world. And he never mm. was like, go out and play, you know, black music. It was just like, we're playing, you know, at that time we're playing Shostakovich, we're mm. playing Tchaikovsky, we're, right. you know, competing in concerto competitions, going to Allstate, just doing the normal things. But, we didn't have lessons or anything like that until 
Um, we, we had shown in high school that we were, you know, good enough to do this. We were always in all states and wow. we're first chair, second chair in all state. Well, that's all amazing. I mean, just cause, cause most people in the classical world and I grew up at it from age five playing, you know, Suzuki. And it's yeah. kind of like, you think of like ice skaters training for the Olympics. And, <laughs> and in that world that I, you know, that I kind of come from, you know, it's, there's such an elite pre- presupposition that if you start after the age of seven, you're over the hill and there's no way you're ever going to have a chance let alone not having private lessons yeah. until high school. Yeah. I mean, so that is, that is really um, confronting uh, the, the, the presuppositions that, that, that people have in so many ways. Um, well, I think maybe that is kind of why we sound and, and come across the way we do. I mean, you know, in high school, you know, again, we got private lessons and we just, just saw our, our private teacher in Nashville. She saw the show for the first time last week at wow. City Winery and we had her stand up and the whole crowd gave her a standing ovation and everything. And, and, um, and for us, it was just like, you know, I think that that is why we're able to come up with this because we studied violin, but we are completely from the hip hop culture mm-hmm. where Jordans and, you know, fitted caps and right. you know we're just you know uh against the establishment so hip hop like you know we would <laughs> sit around in cyphers and freestyle and you know he'll beat on the table and i would be rapping right. and that's how it was like you know but you know we just studied classical music so i think it's it was it was good wow. to get into it a little bit later because we still felt like we were able to be beast on the violin and viola respectively mm-hmm. but i think that you know it allowed us to find ourselves musically you know, at a younger age so that now we're able to blend all these worlds really seamlessly, Mm -hmm. you know, um, compared to say we would have started playing violin when we were five and we were just like violin, 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 you know, growing up and then hip hop would have to kind of creep its way into that. It wasn't that. It was like, it was hip hop first. It was like, I remember just, you know, in high school and middle school and turning on the radio and I'd put my tape in my radio and record the hip-hop stations of like it was all a dream i used to read word up magazine or like or the skilo like i wish i was a little bit taller i wish i was a baller and like so that's what i grew up on and at the same time on second period i was playing violin i was playing Bach. yeah so it's like that's kind of the world we came into and i think because of that and kids all the time ask us well how can we be black violin i mean you know, you have to grow up like we did in hmm. the city we did with the influences that we did. And, wow. you know, and that's what creates what you hear on our stage and what you hear on our albums is our influences, who we are as people and how we studied this instrument and our approach to it. And, um, and you know, so that's kind of how, how we came about and how Black Violin, you know, creates and, and how we approach music in general. And it's just no boundaries. It's classical and hip hop, but it's, it's we do it in a way where... We hope that we don't lose either side, either purist in the classical world, either purist in the hip hop pop world. We feel like, you know, we deliver our message in a really unified, equal way to both sides because we come from both sides equally. So obviously your audience, even from the 
the soundcheck mixer meet and greet that I saw here today in Asheville, North Carolina, which uh, I've been here for about a year. I mean, it's not a you don't think of it as being an urban setting, I guess, if you're walking around the streets here today. But it looked like a pretty mixed audience. Would you say you have a mixed audience, or how would you describe your audience? Absolutely. We have a you know, incredibly mixed audience. If you, if you come to a black violin concert, it's kind of like going to a baseball game. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just completely mixed, you know? You know, from five-year-olds to wow. 50-year-olds to 80, brown, blue, purple, green. You know what I'm mm. saying? So it's a beautiful thing to see. And they all collectively come together and they're in one room experiencing mm. black violin. You know what I mean? Wow. So in other words, I mean, it's like we're bridging the gap between different genres of music, but we're also bridging the gap culturally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With, with, with people coming together. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, it's, it's amazing to see. It's amazing to watch, you know. Is that different at other like hip hop concerts? Would you say that, I mean, for people, for anybody, five-year-olds, I mean, to be able to come and really experience like an authentic like hip hop experience is that is that unusual? I'm just asking because I don't go to a ton of hip hop conference. Yeah, in the hip hop world, in the hip hop world, it's definitely you don't see five year olds normally at hip hop <laughs> concerts, and um, you know, not whatsoever. I mean, and and with us too, it's not even, it's not only just like it's five year olds or ten year olds or young kids, but it's kids. It's kids and parents that are proud of us. Like, it's mm. a different kind of thing. Like, you know, where they're like, man, I just, you know, I want you, you know, my kid plays violin. I want them to see something different. Mm. And then they come and they're like, man, like, where are the albums? I need 10 of them. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. So, and then that, they come to show their kids something and then they love what we're doing, you know, just in general. So it's a beautiful thing, you know I mean? I, there is no demographic, or I guess we are every demographic. I can't tell. Right, right. We're either no demographic or we have every demographic. But, um, but it is, it is a beautiful thing. And it's because we're blending all these worlds and we're doing it in a way that if you like jazz, if you like classical, if you like pop music, if you like hip hop, if you like only one of those, we, you can still come here and still have a good time right. to our show. You know? I mean, I guess just the fact that so many people supporting black violin, buying in to black violin, sort of like wearing you know, the bumper stickers or whatever mm-hmm. it might be as a point of pride, like I'm a fan of black violin. It's a way for people to make a statement about who they are in a way, right? I mean, if they come to the concert, then they're they're a part of a community that is pretty diverse and respects where you're coming from and the mold of you know the multiple influences. I mean, do you feel that it's like a it's movement, a community, you know? a tribe, or absolutely, it's a movement. You know, you know, you come to Black Violet concert, especially if you've seen the shows, you know what to expect. You're gonna get an amazing show, amazing concert. But at the same time, you get to see different people. You get to see some guy that you probably never have seen unless you were at a black violin concert Mm -hmm. who probably lives right across from you. You know what I'm saying? So it's amazing thing. And uh, it's incredible to see it is across the the country. It happens. It doesn't even matter where it is. It could be in Atlanta, just a mixture of people that comes in and our, and our music lends itself to that, you know?
I, I think it's so important what you guys are doing. Um, do you do you get any kind of, uh, I don't know, it sounds like there's a lot of positive things that happen. Are there negative things that you experience or are there still certain stereotypes that you feel like you're confronted with every day that you'd like to dispel for people or be like, don't ask me that question because that's really, a f-, you know, I don't know. Like, mm, not really. I mean, you know, the things negatively were kind of the things back in the day where, you know, when before you knew who we were, before the internet, before YouTube, before all of that, when we were younger and, you know, maybe in 2006, 2007, we'll be, we're from Miami and we'll go to a, cl- a, a club in South Beach and we'll go to a promoter and be like, yeah, so I got these two black guys that play violin. They got to rock your club and they'll literally laugh us out the door like what like Mm -hmm. this is south beach get out of here you know i mean so we had that growing up but now you know we've um we've been able to you know knock down so many doors and sort of prove our success in this sort of way and be able to sell out all over the world and perform with all kind of artists on all kind of platforms so now it's like it's a a bit more um well received and well recepted so i mean so stereotypes that we face are just like simple stuff like uh you know, I was in a hotel a couple of days ago, and this lady was like, um, what you got there, a trombone? I was like, nah, it's a violin. And she's like, oh, well, you can't play classical. And I was just like, well, I actually have a degree in classical music, but, um, hmm. you know, we're sold out down the street. You want to come? <laughs> you know? like, And I was like, so, but it, to me, though, that's fun. I love it. I, like, I eat it up. I just, it's my favorite thing about playing violin is that, you know, we don't look like we're supposed to do it, and right. we're not supposed to play violin as proficiently as we do and we're playing electric violins and plucking it and doing mm-hmm. all kind of stuff and people are just like they don't expect it and I just I love it it's literally the number one reason I love playing violin is because we are not supposed to do any of the stuff that we do and they come and they're like oh my god I need to buy the album for all of my grandchildren or all you know or whatever and you know we get to just completely change perceptions every time we step on stage anytime we play the violin anytime I pick it up I remember once we were in um, China, we we're in China and we we're in Shanghai, and and then this guy taught me how to say black violin in Chinese, and um, it was like Mandarin, I believe. And um, I'm like, okay, cool. And I, I was like, all right, so I'm gonna go out on the street and just start playing, you know. So I was, we're in China, and I just go out on the street, and I'm playing, and people are just staring at me, like, because I mean, you're just like, what is this big black dude playing? I mean, in China, so it's like, you know, they're like, what is this? And as soon as they walk up to me, I'll say, hey, yao, xiao ti ching, and it's like basically supposed to mean black violin, but the closest translation they have to it is dark violin. So wow. And then even that, like in Chinese, like I'm probably like you have to be really particular about yeah. how you say it for it to really mean something so people so when I say it they would even look more confused and, but it was it was like I love it I, I eat it like I eat that up that they just don't expect it they don't see this kind of thing happening and and um, you know so it's a beautiful thing when you can do something that people don't expect right I mean I guess a lot of when I think of a lot of classical musicians I think they've you know what they've studied and what they're teaching in the you know historically traditionally in the academy um all the classics and stuff and there's this there's a sense i think probably that a lot of people they don't they don't get it they haven't been exposed to african-american culture or african-american music in one way or another which obviously it's a huge panacea of different things but i mean what do you say to uh you know like maybe a young kid who is like i love black violin i want to play like that too you know i want to play over beats i want to i want to be influenced by hip-hop what is your stance on that like well we were raised we brought up the way that we were brought up and our music is influenced by that obviously you know what i'm saying and we're classically trained at the same time so 
you know, if you're from wherever you're from, whether you're from the hood, trailer park, suburbs, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just be who you are, whatever that you are, mm. whatever that is. If you want to, if you just sit around and listen to folk music and that's your vibe, mm. then do that mm. and do something different with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. It just think of it differently. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, I don't know, just playing the violin in a traditional way. I don't know. Just, right. I don't know, try, you know, putting it behind your head. I don't know. Just, yeah. And that's what we did. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we took the violin and, and we took, you know, the way that we were brought up. And to us, it, it was just re really organic. It's nothing that we woke up and we were just like, listen, I think it'd be cool if we just play some hip hop. You know, it didn't happen that way. It just like, organically happened because of how we grew up and who we are. You know what I'm saying? So I would say to that kid, just most importantly, be who you are. You're not going to be black violin. It's not going to happen. There's only one black violin, but there can be a, a Jonas or mm. whatever your name is. You know, you can, you know, there could be, you know, so that's, that's what we preach. And, and it doesn't necessarily got to be music, music. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be an instrument. It could be anything that you love, anything that you have a passion for. That's what it, all, that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah. That's great. Actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought it back out to that because, you know, I mean, Creative Strings, you know, podcast and, you know, our kind of mission is really about preaching this idea of creativity, which is about your personal voice, finding your personal voice. And I guess in some ways that's just as important, if not more important. I mean, it is making an important cultural statement that's really needed about like, you know, the violin, about culture, but what you guys are doing maybe just as much or even more is your artists. I mean, you brought together the things that influenced you and you put it together in your own way and you're out doing it and you've won, you know, you're reaching people with that. So I appreciate you saying that because you know, that's, that's where it's at. You're, that's what art is, you know, <laughs> that's the, that's the fundamental thing about art is just be creative and just doing whatever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, Beethoven is Beethoven. It, Mozart is Mozart. They're they're both artists. You know, it Biggie is Biggie. It Black Violet is Black Violet. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's incredible because, you know, if you're a, a person that consume art, consume music, you could appreciate. You could you come to Black Violet concert. We take you to a different place that anybody else would take you. That's the beauty of it. That's the uniqueness of, of just music in general and art. You know? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that. And I, I, again, I mean, I just want to say thanks for making time for me. I have so much respect for you guys, what you're doing as artists, what you're doing as people, influencing young people, influencing popular culture, influencing the violin world. Is there anything, I mean, we should let people know to look out for? I mean, obviously, they can go to blackviolin.net and uh, they can find the albums there. But what else? How would you like for them to reach you? Um, Facebook, Black Violin Music forward slash well. Facebook for slash Black Violet Music, Twitter Black Violet, Instagram, um, and send us messages, man. We we typically respond to anything that that you send to us. If um, you go to Facebook and send us a message, we'll respond, you know, and whatever questions you may have, and 
and I'm just tuned in for new music, you know, because we're always in the studio working for working on new music, and uh, just tune in, just <laughs> stay awake, mm-hmm. wake up. And, and also, you know, we tour everywhere all the time. If wherever you are listening to this, chances are we have played your city within the last year or we're playing it in the next year. So um, it doesn't matter where you are. Trust us. We play everywhere. So, um, yeah, look out for us in, in your town. And um, you got to see the show. Seeing is believing. The show is, you know, we didn't grow up on YouTube. We grew up on stage, <laughs> you know, so you have to see it. You have to see it to even really understand it. So, yeah. Um, it, in the yeah. live show, it looks like you've got a drummer and a DJ as well, right? Mm-hmm. Drummer, DJ, and Will is also um, a singer, and um, and I play just, you know, I'm just a violinist. That's <laughs> so awesome. And I just want to remind people, like, if you're, you know, if you've got a high school program or a string program, wherever it might be, you know, take, you know, find the tour dates where Black Violin is. Look it up now. Go, you know, go to blackviolin.net. Look for their tour dates and try to set it up so you can take the kids out early and do these meet and greets because it really... I just saw just a little tiny bit of it, and it's very, very, very cool. Uh, so it's Kev Marcus and uh, Will Baptiste. Thank you guys so much, Black Violin. You guys rule. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having us. I hope you enjoyed hearing directly from Kev and Will as much as I enjoyed getting to meet them and talk to them in person. They were incredibly gracious to make time for me on their busy touring schedule um, in Asheville. They were playing at a, at a rock venue, and it was cool to see them at a rock venue, and it was cool to see all the, the kids with their parents, totally mixed audience, like probably unlike a mixture of, you know, of people like I I can't even remember being at a concert where I've seen a mixture of people like that to be honest with you it was really inspiring uh, to meet them and I want to thank our sponsors again Yamaha makes the electric violins that I use and also Kev Marcus uses Yamaha violins and I want to thank also Electric Violin Shop and they are the best destination for all things electric strings. If you go to electricviolinshop.com forward slash creative strings, you can even get a special discount. And I encourage you to call them with any questions you have. Thanks again for checking out the Creative Strings podcast. Your listening really means a lot to me. And um, I would so greatly appreciate if you'd be willing to go over to the website, christianhouse.com. Just click on the blog. You'll find all of the Creative Strings podcasts. You can subscribe if you haven't. And you can share it. You can leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And uh, I really appreciate your feedback. If you want to email me anytime, chris at christianhouse.com. But thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode.